Hello and welcome. My name is Father William Maestri, and this is another edition of Gabriel's Trumpet for Wednesday, March the 15th, the third week of Lent. Today is the 15th of March, commonly referred to as the Ides of March, or the middle of the month, middle of March. But it has taken on throughout history uh, a rather ominous uh, meaning that uh, it's a time of warning. Caesar supposedly offered a sacrifice of a bull, and uh, upon the sacrifice, they found that the bull did not have a heart, which was a bad sign, an omen, that something bad was going to happen, that uh, Caesar's days would be numbered, and that it would run for the 30th day, which was March the 15th. And of course, we know that Caesar will be assassinated by the Senate. And uh, so we talk about the Ides of, beware the Ides of March. It is an omen for something bad. But we look beyond all of that. And our reading this morning comes from us by the way of the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 5, verses 17 through 19. Matthew 5, 17 through 19. It is often true in life, when we think about it and reflect, that some of the most important lessons we learn, some of the most important values uh, that we are much appreciate uh, later in life, relationships, and things at the time that seem to be burdensome, foolish, a waste of time, mean-spirited, turn out to be some of the most valuable things and relationships that we have and are blessed with. Uh, we don't understand the importance of having, when we're early, early in our formal education, for the need to write between the lines, to learn that discipline of penmanship, although penmanship is a lost thing today, granted, where all we do is scribble or if we do that, we uh, punch up things on a computer and we have lost the ability to write sentences, to use words to their completion, to learn how to spell because everything seems to be abbreviated, all for the sake of speed and of time. And so we become less articulate, less grammatically correct, sloppy in our spelling, in our formation of paragraphs. In other words, it seriously wounds our ability to communicate, especially when we have to send a letter of either introduction or inquiry or recommendations. Uh, we find ourselves at a loss for words because we haven't been using them. The importance of learning to write between the lines the importance of boundaries. Why, why can't I just write anywhere I want on the page? For many people, that becomes a way of life, doesn't it? Their lives are lived outside the lines. And so the result is often tragic because their life is lived in a kind of chaotic way, which brings very serious consequences to themselves and to others. 
We don't understand why we have to dress a certain way, why we have to follow a certain degree of manners and civility in dealing with others or being in public. We find those things burdensome or old-fashioned, silly. And yet, when we go for the job, when we go to present ourselves in a public way, we can often uh, appear to be uh, disheveled, uh, unkept, uh, uncouth in our speech and in our manners. All of those things are elements of discipline and civilizing us. When we are a baby, an infant, we want everything when we want it, and we want it now, or even before we ask. So the baby immediately cries to be picked up, fed, changed, paid attention to, no matter what else mother happens to be doing, like fixing the dinner, taking care of a thousand and one things that the house demands. Uh, but what does the baby want? Well, the baby wants it now. Well, many people, they never outgrow infantile behavior. They want everything and they want it now. As you get older and you go through school, your formal education, you don't see the immediate benefit of this assignment or that assignment, this requirement or that requirement. But later in life, you see the importance. So many things we don't understand in the immediacy of it, but it bears fruit later in life. The same is true in the spiritual life. In many ways, most especially in the spiritual life. Why must I pray? Why must I go to mass? Why must I engage the sacraments? Why must I obey the commandments and all of these rules? They seem to be oppressive. They seem to weigh in on me. They prevent me from having fun from realizing my full potential because I'm always living by do's and don'ts. But we see later in life that the result of ignoring rules and regulations, boundaries, appropriate forms of behavior in speech and in writing, they become very important the older we get and the more engaged with life that we become and are involved in. The demand for immediate, immediate benefit is one of the great, great disasters and yet was, was surrounded by a culture today that demands the immediate. Everything must be microwavable. The computer must be faster and faster still. We can't tolerate any delays. You notice our level of impatience often corresponds to our level of concentration. Our concentration has diminished. So has our patience. We demand uh, entertainment all the time. If not, we flip the channels. We turn it off. Well, we don't have time for reading anymore. We have to look at the video and it better entertain us immediately, grab our attention right away, or we're on to the next thing. And those things have very serious consequences for our behavior. 
and for the happiness and well-being of our life going forward. The ability to save, to delay gratification. I can't get it immediately. Well, save. Oh, no, I'll just charge it. Oh, so then you have a mountain of debt burdening you. And often people can't get out of the debt. So they declare bankruptcy, just write it off. It's become somebody else's problem. The marriage isn't everything I thought it would be, so I just walk away. That, that's where we are today in many parts of our culture. In our reading this morning, uh, the Gospel from St. Matthew, uh, the Israelites, from the beginning of their experience with God, they have been given the Ten Commandments. Moses received them. And initially, and throughout much of history, they, they, they resent the commandments. They become restrictions. They become like straitjackets. They smother. We can't breathe. We can't, uh, we can't be like other people. Well, do you, do you really want to be like other people? You are special people to whom God has revealed his law. Not, not to inhibit us, but to allow us to live truly free. Because without law, without boundaries, you're not free. We live chaotically. And what happens is we engage in all kinds of battles with people because there's no rules, no regulations by which behavior is controlled. And so this morning, Jesus says, do not think that I have come to abolish the law and the prophets. I have come not to abolish them, but to fulfill them. The law and the prophets are not discarded. Oh, that's no good. You don't have to worry about that anymore. Jesus is the fulfillment of the law and the prophets. One of the greatest things we learn from our parents and from those in authority is the importance of living a structured life, an ordered life, a life within boundaries, a life that lives a code of conduct, an ethic. It's not a restriction. It's an enhancement of true freedom. Without that, we don't have families. We don't have nations. If you don't have walls, you don't have a nation. If borders are opened, you don't have a country. Uh, those things are very important. And so often people today believe that if we only got rid of all the rules and regulations, we would be free. We would be in such deep bondage. Bondage to the individual will where the strong conquer the weak. Where those in authority and power stay there and keep protecting their privileged positions while the weak, the needy, are ignored or exploited. Almighty God gives us the law, gives us the statutes and decrees in order to help us truly live free and happy and blessed. And Jesus is the fulfillment of the law. And he says, I assure you, 
until heaven and earth pass away, not the smallest letter of the law, not the smallest part of a letter shall be done away with until it comes true. Anyone who breaks the least of the commandments and teaches others to do so shall be called least in the kingdom of God. Whoever fulfills and teaches these commands, they shall be called great in the kingdom of God. We often don't think about that. Think about other things when we associate it with Jesus. Jesus fulfills and perfects the law, the law of, of love, the law of self-donation and self-giving, of sacrifice, of learning those lessons and perfections early in our life. When is a great time to examine our lives and see how we deal with God's law, God's commandments, which are not given to oppress us and depress us. They are given that we may truly live free in a good ordered life. For without order, we live chaotically. And that is the work of the devil. The devil loves chaos, loves disorder. For that's when we are scattered and we lose sight of the goal. We, we are fragmented. So let us today examine our lives and see those areas in our life which are disordered, which lack focus and purpose. And let us open our whole being to the Holy Spirit that we may indeed gain that focus, always in doing the will of God, for in doing that we have true peace, true blessedness, and a true daily life that has meaning and purpose and truth and will lead us ultimately to our true goal, life eternal in the presence of Almighty God. God bless you.